Hello, my friends. A couple of days ago in Take Heart, I talked about what kind of church is God looking for? What, what kind of church is he wanting us to be? And uh, today I want to look at the uh, secret ingredient, except it's not really a secret, um, if we want to be and move towards being the kind of church that God is longing for that represents him in this world, a church that is full of love and generosity and mercy and compassion, uh, that that obeys the great commandment to love him with all that we are and all that we have, that obeys the new commandment to love one another as he loves us and obeys the great commission to go and make disciples of every people group, group teaching them uh, to obey everything that he has commanded us. And in order to look at the secret ingredient, I just want to begin with Jesus. Um, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, we read this. The writer says that we should be fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I want to talk, and don't switch off now, I want to talk about suffering. Actually, in the scripture, in the New Testament, if you did a study, if you looked up every time the word suffering comes, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It is the missing ingredient. And uh, it's in 2 Corinthians, it's, it's from beginning to end. It's, it's a book about the suffering and the glory, um, is a, a paraphrase of that book. And, uh, um, and Jesus, Jesus, uh, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the suffering of the cross. What was the joy that was set before him? I want to suggest it's two things. First of all, it was the joy of obeying his father. There's a joy in obedience and the joy of pleasing his father, a, a joy of doing his father's will. And the second uh, aspect of the joy that was set before him was he knew that the joy that was set before him was that he would win us, that he would redeem us that we would be with him forever. There was a twofold joy, if you like, if you look at the teaching of the whole of scripture. And uh, in uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, Paul writes these wonderful words. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Now, how many of us have put a full stop after resurrection? There is no full stop because he continues to say, and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Paul talks about not only wanting to know Christ and the power of his resurrection, but also to know the exquisite fellowship. There's a fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Now, let me make one thing clear before we go on. We don't share in his sufferings in order to earn salvation. He did it once for all. He won it once for all on the cross for us. 
So he, he, what he did was unique, but we share in his sufferings that we might become more like him. We share in his sufferings, the suffering of prayer, the suffering of intercession, the suffering of, of obedience when we don't want to do what he tells us to do for the sake of our own uh, growth and for the sake of the world. How do we share in his sufferings? Well, there's two kinds of sufferings. There's involuntary sufferings and there's voluntary sufferings. Involuntary suffering is what everyone goes through. You know, you get ill, someone you love dies, um, you lose your job, you struggle with finances, your kids rebel, or you rebel, um, whatever it might be. That, you know, there's all the things that go wrong in this world. There's a suffering that we share in our common humanity. And much of that is involuntary. But there is a suffering that is voluntary, which is the suffering of obedience. And that's the kind of suffering we're talking about. That's the kind of suffering that, suffering that we are called to. The suffering of obedience when we choose to obey him, when we would rather do something else. Uh, this is the opposite of consumer Christianity. And uh, much of the church, many of us, we've got wrapped up in consumer Christianity, a kind of Christianity that it's all about, um, what can you do for me, Jesus? Um, uh, why don't you bless me? Why don't you uh, fulfill me? Why don't you make my life better? As if God is there as our servant, as our slave, as our as our lapdog, as it were, uh, to do our bidding. We are here to do his bidding. Yes, we're sons and daughters. Yes, we're children of the king. But Jesus, the only begotten son, if there was ever a son, it's Jesus. Son forever. He chose obedience and the suffering of obedience. Jesus' death on the cross and his battle in the Garden of Gethsemane are called his passion. Now, the, the root word of passion in Latin literally means to suffer. So his passion in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he cried out, he sweated blood and he cried out, take this cup from me, Lord. But then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That led to the suffering once for all on the cross. It was his passion. And we suffer for the things that we're passionate about. We suffer. You know, when, when, when you're passionately in love, you make sacrifices. When, when, when you want to pass an exam desperately and you're passionate about your career, you make sacrifices. Well, it's, it's, it's the suffering of our passion for the one we love, our Father in heaven, and his Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And um, Romans 8, chapter 18, Paul says, listen to this, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us. I, I just want us just to meditate on that. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us. We suffer for a little while, 
but there is something, there's a joy set before us. Uh, we choose the suffering of obedience to deny ourselves and to take up our cross so that we might follow him, to have fellowship with him, the sweet fellowship with him. When we choose obedience, it's the fellowship, the, the intimacy of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And that's the joy that is set before us, the glory that will be revealed. If you are a consumer Christian, he loves you. He's not angry with you. He yearns for you. Like the father with the prodigal son, he looks for you every day. And he yearns for you to have intimacy with him, greater intimacy. He yearns that you would have the deep fellowship with him for which you were created and nothing else will link. There is a joy. There is a joy in choosing obedience. Obedience and joy for the Christian are inextricably linked. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's, let's choose the suffering of, of praying when we'd rather play, of reading his word when we'd rather be watching TV, of, of serving others when we'd rather be served, of, of choosing, of choosing uh, to take the lower place, the place of washing feet, the place of serving, when we would like to be on the platform. The choosing the suffering of, of using our money for the things that he calls us to. And it goes on. The suffering of loving and forgiving and being merciful and compassionate and full of grace. That's how the world gets changed. That's how we become the church that he longs for us to be. And that, my friends, is how we end up with joy of which there is no comparison. God bless you.